This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. man. Good afternoon to you, too, sir. How you doing today? Dude, I'm great. I couldn't be I couldn't be better. We're um, we're live yes, at Missouri sir. Meerschaum. It's what? fantastic. I know. We're, uh, man, just a few hundred yards here from the Missouri River on the uh, south banks. And, uh, man, beautiful Washington, Missouri. It's, uh, it's just stunning around here. You know, I didn't really know. When I think of Missouri, I think of, you know, cornfields and pastoral land. It's kind of kind of hilly on this part of the country, you know? <laughs> right, so it's, yeah. we kind of drove from St. Louis over and uh, just really beautiful, man. I, you know, the, the factory here, just a historic, uh, historic location, obviously, that we'll talk about throughout the show. But, um, man, right here on the banks of the river, it's just a beautiful, uh, scenic little town. And, uh, man, we're just uh, just thrilled to be here, man. It's, 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 it's been a lot of fun. It's a huge honor. And, of course, like you mentioned, we'll talk about it later in the show. But not only is this a celebration of 150 years of Missouri Meerschaum, it's 150 years of the corncob industry. And that's, that's really, really something to be in kind of such a historic location that's had such an impact on the uh, on the industry that we know and love is amazing and of course for us it's it's additionally special because here we are on our 300th episode of Country Squire Radio this is our this is our 300th episode yeah. and it's kind of amazing that you know, it, these people have been long suffering enough to deal with this, <laughs> right? Actually, I mean, yeah. I don't know how many brain cells. I, I can't wait to ask uh, Phil how much he thinks the value of his company has gone down since he let us in the front door. I know, I know. That's that's uh, probably uh, yeah. Probably <laughs> you know, we should mention that you know we wanted to do it up big. We wanted to do something special for three hundred. And so, not only are we here at uh, Missouri Meerschaum, but we're also here with uh, kind of a live audience. Uh, give a shout out, guys! Yay! Yeah, thank y'all so much for coming out, and thank y'all for everybody that's tuning in live right now at CountrySquireRadio.com. Um, and uh, to those of you who have been uh, long suffering over these last couple of weeks where we haven't actually had a YouTube video, uh, this is it's I would like to say this is our grand triumphant return to YouTube. And it is for today. So what's up, everybody? <laughs> Glad to see y'all. Eventually, eventually. Yeah. Well, you know, so this is uh, this is the, the third time, obviously, that we've done a centennial episode. Centennial, that's that's right. Or is that? That's that's it, right. It is today. It is today. Yeah. Uh, this is the third time we've done kind of this type of special episode. And this is really kind of a chance for us to kind of uh, take one for us. Right. I mean, like, you know, we, we do our best to make sure that we are giving you guys uh, excellent, deep pipe uh, related content on a weekly basis, diving into all kinds of topics. And uh, we always want to make sure that, that we're really presenting you guys with something of value. And we also try to make sure that we consider that every single episode is somebody's first episode. Well, this is episode 300 where we're celebrating 300 episodes of Country Squire Radio. I, I, I'm going to break a rule and say, if this is your first time listening, don't L- go back. Listen to a different episode. This might <laughs> but don't be start at the beginning because it gets kind of rough back there. Yeah. You know, we've mentioned that multiple times. Somewhere in the mid 200s, early 200s, I think is pretty right, good. Yeah, we kind of hit our stride yeah, a little bit. That, yeah. That's where it is. That's the sweet spot. But uh, man, this is this is really exciting. Um, you know, I thought it might be a good opportunity to just reminisce a little bit yeah. about like where the show has been. We get, I, <laughs> well, after 300 episodes, I mean, we're talking um how many years has this been Bo? i mean did we start in 2013 we started back in 2013 so Golly. we're looking at like six years man we've been downloaded over a million times which is crazy to me one like, million downloads yeah so well over i mean it's yeah. in, it's insane just you That's know the, the fact that that so many people have uh kind of gotten connected and one yeah. of the things that yeah, we've yeah. heard the most is that people feel this connection with the show because they long for that that sense of the squire, you know, the the amazing kind of unique uh, specialness that is the country squire itself, the shop and the community. 
community that's there that, that you are able to uh, inherit and eventually purchase. And, yeah. and yeah. you've really kind of cultivated, man. So I just want to, for one thing, I want to tip my hat to you. Man, but kind. also take us back a little bit to like, you know, the origins of John David at the Country Squire, because really that's the origins of Country Squire Radio. Yeah. You know, I, I guess it's funny. I didn't even know, you know, you were going to ask that, but it really is pretty appropriate. I mean, I, you know, came to the Country Squire uh, in 20, 2011, um, you know, I was a seminary student. That's right. I, I mean, I was just, uh, you know, I was like, man, this will be fun. I'll, uh, I'm going to seminary. I was studying to be a, um, a counselor actually, and, uh, needed a part-time job to pay the bills. And, um, you know, these, this sweet, precious old lady, uh, that, that had founded this historic, uh, pipe shop, uh, back in 1970 with her husband, she took a gamble and, and, uh, and hired me, you know? And, um, and, and so I was there just working part-time to pay the mortgage and, uh, get some spending money and the rest of it. And, uh, it was amazing. She taught me so much about the industry and about blending in particular. And, uh, you know, a, something that I'd already loved and already uh, been doing for quite a while, just fell in love with even that much more. And then, uh, of course, after she passed away uh, about a year later, uh, you know, the family was like, well, you're the only guy that can run this thing. And uh, and before you know it, that's uh, that's what I was doing. So, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty wild. And, and you know, that's kind of the origin of it. You were kind of going through a transition at the same time also. And, um, you know, talking about, well, maybe, you know, we could do this podcast. And um, we both into pipe smoking and, you know, us, me being a retailer at the time and kind of trying to figure that out it just uh it just made a lot of sense so yeah and, yeah and, and, and i love retroactively you say it makes a lot of sense because yep. at the time you were a hard sell no i was I, you know th- there's a lot about man getting in front of uh getting in front of a camera uh you know getting in front of a mic hearing my own voice um you know that that is really terrifying to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know but it's uh yeah it, it's 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 obviously grown on me but i mean the thing that makes it worth it for me uh each and every week has been the the community that that has been built around us and around the show and around our our listeners and it, it makes it all worth it you know the 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 complete terror that i get of getting on mic you know every every week it uh it makes it all worth it yeah it's you know, so much fun it's funny because I, I do think about like um you know the 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 early days so to speak and what people may not realize is uh, if they're if they're kind of newer to the show is it didn't it, it wasn't always live but it became live fairly early on mm-hmm. um with the the sole purpose of making sure that john david would actually show up <laughs> to record. that's true, not though. that's not inaccurate yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh which was always great because now it wasn't me twisting your arm and pressuring you it was like no we've got all these people that are that are waiting to be I'm, here i'm telling you man i you know I, i'm not one of these real driven people that could work from home or whatever the, the, <laughs> the sole fact that i get to work on time every day is the amount of shame that i would get if i did not open my shop yeah, that's right like i one of these old men that wants to come in and get like their pound of cherokee that they're <laughs> you know they've been waiting 45 minutes because they get up that early you know they, they would beat me with their cane like it, it you know if i showed up late and that, and and frankly i would deserve it so so you're welcome you no, know <laughs> I, I love it i do think you know you know for anybody that's been to, to new orleans in the french quarter like yeah. most all of those businesses they have like a a kind of a, like a, uh, a maybe we open at this time type of deal. Yeah, it's 10 o'clock ish. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the, uh, that's the, term. I thought about changing our hours to 10 15, you know, opening at 10 15 right. or, you know, even the podcast starts at, you know, and then open at noon, 8:30. And, yeah. And then, and then you wind up opening at eight 30. So it's just, you know, it, it's, it's not going to work. I, we've already lost all, all self-respect. <laughs> no, man. But it was a morning show, which is kind of interesting because yeah, you are right. in no way a morning person. Yeah. Uh, and I am in all ways a morning per- person. And, uh, 
and so it made for a really interesting dynamic. But I would try to bribe you. I don't know if you remember this. With um, oh yeah, you like made me breakfast and yeah, stuff. I would try to bribe you like yeah. wild berry pop tarts and uh, <laughs> and sweet potato biscuits. Yeah, but y'all are like healthy people. So I yeah, I'd go over to your house and you'd offer me coffee, but instead of half and half, you want me to put like coconut milk in there or something. <laughs> no, it was it was almond milk. It was vanilla almond milk. Almonds don't even make milk. I know it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Can you milk an almond? Apparently, apparently. <laughs> but so uh, bad. So at, over time, of course, we decided to make the transition into the evenings. And of course, that came with the series Squire Select. Now, the Squire Select series, for those uh, unaware, is a, a series where we take various... It's one of our favorites. It, it is definitely one of our favorites. Yeah. Uh, we take uh, some various whiskeys or scotches or, That's right. or uh, beverages in general and pair them up with some various tobaccos. And I would love to say that the idea for that came specifically with kind of this desire to go into, you know, all this like, you know, small batch whiskeys and really kind of connect the two and really tell a beautiful story. But really, it's because John David kept on showing up so late for the morning show that we had to <laughs> move it to the evening and come up with a good excuse for why we were recording in the evening. No, so, that's right. So then... Uh, what Blame we it, it on Johnny Walker. Country yeah. Squire Radio After Hours, I believe is what we called it. I think that's right. Something yeah. like that. After Man, dark. You know, it, it is amazing. I mean, I, obviously we've been preparing for uh, episode 300 for a while, but just sitting here, um, it, it's kind of... Uh, kind of bizarre to look back on it i mean this this wasn't that long ago but at the same time it um you know it's been several years now and the and the show's changed quite a bit it really has from the very beginning you know doing it live um you know going into the evening and introducing these new segments that we've uh that we've done all the friends that we've made along the way and um man it's uh yeah it's pretty special it's it amazing and we actually you know um you know speaking of our friends you know the show would not be here still today we, we definitely could not do it if not for those that have been supporting the show, uh, our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash country squire radio. And, uh, you know, we, when we, when we launched that Patreon account about a year or so ago, we wanted to do something a little bit different. We, we really wanted to make it something, not just, Oh, we need your help uh, financially, which we did, yeah. but yeah. also we wanted to, to really kind of up the ante a little bit. And so the country squire radio international pipe club was born. Uh, and to date we've had over 150 members, uh, join the club and, uh, and growing as we've got a, a couple more names to add to the list, uh, in the, in the coming episodes as That's well. Right. Right. Yeah. But uh, but man, it's it's been amazing to see that support, to hear that support and just to kind of get to know a lot of those club members, too. And like the the Squire Lounge and, you know, all, all the uh, the various <laughs> ways of communication there. You know, when, when we launched the Squire Lounge online with for the club members, um, it was I, I was nervous. I'm going to say that I was nervous about doing that. You're always nervous about that kind of stuff. I don't know, man. Something about that one in particular. I'm like, man, we're talking about the most dedicated Country Squire radio listeners out there. Those are some crazy people. <laughs> and we're about to like start over like a... They a, submit themselves to this every week? Like these are the guys making memes every week. No, that's This true. is the John David Cole over Kim Kardashian with the tobacco <laughs> going over his shoulder. It's like, we need to we need to make sure we put some parameters I, on. I'm telling you, this is why I studied therapy. You know, I, I, I have, uh, you know, it, there's some resources for uh, for people like Mark VV. You know, it, 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 it is true. It was so, uh, so great, you know, to build... Uh, kind of continue the growth of that. And of course, these were people that uh, some of whom wound up, you know, coming to my wedding, and uh, you know, they folks that uh, you know called you when you had your second child. That's the amount of uh, dare I say camaraderie or intimacy that we've uh, that we've developed. So it's uh, it's been great. You know, it's interesting you mentioned some uh, some life events because I was kind of reminiscing about the fact that over these three hundred episodes and six years or however it is, like we've had <laughs> some stuff has changed. Some stuff has changed. We, we're not the uh, the fresh faced young. Uh, 
uh, podcasters that we were back then. Um, there ain't nothing fresh about it. <laughs> well, that is true. But man, you uh, let's see. During the course of the show, I had my second child. You bought the shop. You got married. Uh, you, you, I, I moved out of state. And of course, you've got your first kid on the way, which uh, you shared with everybody. I don't know if you intended to last In episode. Chicago, yeah. That no. uh, you're having a little girl. It's going to be a girl, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got a little little girl on the way, and so um, yeah, it was great. You know, it's so funny. My wife, she's the she's the strong one, right? You know, she's the left brain. Like, let's do it if it makes sense. You know, I, I my you know she's emotional, but but you know has uh, much more maturity than I do. And you know, with the the nurse tells us that it's a girl, and I'm just like. Ah! <laughs> She's like over there. Well, okay, let's figure this out. And uh, man, it's just it, it's been so exciting uh, to you know to anticipate that. Oh, so we're man. really we're really thrilled. We're all yeah. looking forward to welcoming to the world Katrina Squire Cole. I think that's going to be <laughs> child of the covenant. Yeah. <laughs> no, y'all y'all have not revealed any names yet uh, or anything like that. But uh, you know, Bo. I know Squire Bo is a, a male name, but you know, Bell is a female version of Bo. That's that that could work. Yeah, or Bella or Bella Boette or. These sounds like names suspiciously that you might name your like Labrador Retriever. Well, no, I'm talking about your daughter. Uh, <laughs> that's on you for that one. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I'll just throw this one out there. Elizabeth of York was the last uh, princess of York okay. who ended up marrying Henry yeah. Tudor uh, to end the War of the Roses. So okay. Elizabeth, I've all, often said if ever we were to have another daughter, I'd probably go with Elizabeth probably, as a name. Yeah. We're not planning that's on the third fair. one anytime. So I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just throwing that out there. It's, it's a beautiful name. All right, I'll let you know. <laughs> Man, we've also, um, you know, we, we mentioned too, we've got a lot of different series. You know, Squire Select, obviously a, a really fun one. But over the course of this show, we've we've got a lot of different series that are reoccurring. Uh, Squire Select, Tobacco Talk, Heroes of the Bowl, uh, Pipe Culture, our one-on-one episodes, um, and and you know some stuff that we we say that we're going to do, and then it's right, like, it's been like three years, and we still haven't gone back to that well. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the top three was such a good idea, and then we just very rarely ever do a top three. <laughs> yeah, it's, what's up with that? Yeah, that's interesting. Well, to some extent, I'm fine with that. The whole top three culture online, it's like it's very clickbaity. That's True. And we try not to be like that. I don't yeah. know how Tamp That Ash became the title of an episode. We're not clickbait. <laughs> we're not we're not like that at all. It's Tamp Dad Ash. That's what I said. Tamp Dad Ash. That's what I said. Right. <laughs> uh, we also, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious, though, because I was reflecting over these different series and, um, you know, Squire Select, obviously a favorite of both of ours. But what, what what would you say is like one of your favorite series? Whenever we go back to it, you're, you're like really excited to dive in. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it has to be the pipe culture series. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because for me, that is so much. Uh, it's it's the romanticism that surrounds what we do, right? And it uh, it's the fun part of uh, you know being in what we do. Obviously, I love pipes, I love premium tobacco, I love blending, and all this other stuff. But but the 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 thing that a lot of this leads to is what we see in this room right here. It's the connectivity that happens mm-hmm. around that. And it becomes part of people's stories. You know, um, pipe smoking is is a part of, uh, you know, weaves in and out of folks' fabric, uh, particularly the folks that, that smoke regularly. And it's a part of their daily uh, ritual or liturgy, as it were, you know. And, um, you know, for me, that that is the beauty of it, is the effect that it has on the heart. Yeah, I mean, we love tobacco, we love pipes, but I think the pipe culture episodes, they really kind of point back to why people gravitate towards pipe smoking so much. And uh, it's the good that it does for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that series too. And you know, do you remember kind of where that, where that stemmed from? I really don't know. So I was reflecting on this. I try to forget all this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) It's probably for the best. Uh, But you know, I was, it was, it was 
completely coming out of like a post Hobbit world. Like, you know, obviously Peter Jackson with, with the Hobbit films and Lord of the Rings films did so much for the pipe. Yeah. Community. Brought a lot of new smokers in big yeah, time. Absolutely. And with the conclusion of, you know, unnecessarily stretching out those Hobbit movies, which, you know, as much as I want to praise Peter Jackson, let's be honest that we didn't need three Hobbit movies. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I may, I may have watched only one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, watched, I watched them all. So I was dedicated, but with those coming to a close, we knew that there was about to be kind of this, you know, this pop culture, um, you know, the pipe had been in pop culture because of that. And with that going away, then it wasn't necessarily going to have that kind of pop culture spotlight. And so from kind of our discussions around that, there was kind of this question of, well, what is pipe culture? You know, if, if we, if we know what pop culture is, what, what is pipe culture? Yeah. And that question alone really spawned what became a series that we were like, you know what? Let's not identify it ourselves, like like between the two of us. Yeah. Let's put that out there and let's actually see if like as a community we can identify what pipe culture is. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people loved it. A lot of people hated it. No, they did. Yeah, they did. And it, that was part of the fun of the reactions. Yeah. Uh, or part of the fun of it was getting the reactions and, uh, you know, just seeing how, uh, in some sense, it was polarizing, but we got a lot of feedback. Yes. You know? and, and, and even, you know, the people that appreciated the concept, uh, you know, anytime you put it out there, uh, you know, if we voice an opinion or some, you know, a heavy contingent of our listeners voice an opinion, uh, a lot of times that was balanced out by, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a very strong opinion on the other side. So, um, yeah, I think that's good. It just kind of unpacks why we do what we do, and um, I think that's part of the fun. It's been interesting because I think over the history of the show, we've only had two real uh, moments where we got uh, some pushback or, or you yeah. know, kind of a, not yeah. just a, uh, hey, we hate you, which we, we very rarely ever get. And if it is, it's more of like, <laughs> we hate the fact that there's mics in front of your face. Uh, you know, That's we, a thing. That, we, we, that is a thing. That's been, that's been constantly there. Hi, YouTube. Yes, there are mics in front of our face. <laughs> um, we're a podcast. So uh, check out the podcast for sure. It's, but, that, that was funny to me. We, you know, it's so funny uh, just with the live show and the video uh, coming up as kind of an ancillary thing, you know, in relation to the podcast itself. Like, man, people, people cannot stand these mics in front of our in front of our face. It's twofold. One and is that, the mics just, in front of our face. I never face. saw that coming. And yeah. the other is what you've been struggling to do the entire time we've been recording. It's fumbling with my pipe. Smoking your pipe. Yeah, we get a <laughs> lot of feedback. Like, I really wish you guys would smoke your pipe on the show. Yeah, yeah. Which almost exclusively, of course, comes from YouTube because people can see us from that standpoint. And while that's great, and we 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 love smoking our pipes, there's sometimes two, it makes it a little complicated. It makes it complicated, particularly on a for you. Level. You've got you know all kinds of things to juggle while we do this. And I still stand by the fact that while there are several listeners that are like, you know what, that would not be a problem. You know, hearing the click of the um, of the lighter and and you know hearing the the, the breathe in and that sort of thing, like that wouldn't bother me. I'd love that. I know there's a lot of people where it's like that, that's almost like a mental tick. Like you, you hear it, but you can't yeah. see it. And that would kind of almost drive you crazy. Yeah. But one way or the other, <laughs> beyond those kind of constant, everyone's got a thing. Yeah. Man. Everyone's got a thing beyond those kind of constant <laughs> feedback, which we do hear and we do listen to. Like we never discount any kind of criticism that we get from that standpoint. The only two times that we've had like that major pushback has been with the pipe culture, the first pipe culture episode yeah, sure. where we even attempted such a thing. Uh, and then the other was pretty recently this last past year as the industry was uh, being impacted in a significant way. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of folks came to us uh, after the fact as kind of things were falling out saying like, you guys, you let us down. You were, they, they felt like either we, we were either keeping information from them yeah. or that, that was tough. Yeah. yeah and it, that in some way we did not fulfill our mandate by being kind of this almost investigative investigatory journalist type approach to what yeah. we do. Yeah. Um, which was very interesting because I've yeah. never seen us. I mean, yeah. we, we'd cover some breaking news from time to time, but we're not necessarily like, like, like 
breaking news. You know, like, <laughs> that's never really been us. That's the ESPN sound, actually. Is that so, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's where they uh, talk about football yeah. and okay. yeah, baseball yeah, bats yeah. and all that yeah, kind that, of stuff. I do that. Yeah, the I draft that. and yeah, everything. Yeah, um, no, you know, it, it, I think it is interesting, but at the same time, it's an honor mm. uh, because folks um, have, over the years as we've developed our community, they have uh, seen us as a resource for for news and wisdom and, uh, you know, events and things of that nature. So, um, so yeah, it was tough, you know, because we weren't really ready in some sense to, to take on that. But um, people were just by, um, you know, their familiarity with us and, and trust kind of looking to us for uh, some of those things. And so, um, yeah, we've, we've grown and we've learned and, um, you know, made new friends and taken feedback. And it's just fun how all this has developed and turned into something that I think you and I both would never have imagined. It, we, we laugh. You know, we, you asked me about we talk about the origins of, of Country Squire Radio and, you know, Bo. It's hard to say no to this turkey. Like, I, I, I just, I need y'all to know that because, you know, it, it, it's so funny. Like, you know, we go to pipe shows occasionally together and, and it's such a good balance because uh. I'm the guy that's like sitting in the corner, like weeping because I don't want to be in these large crowds. And then, and then Bo is the velociraptor that is like, you know, it, it just, it, you know, uh, fl- flittering around the entire show floor and it's it's such a great balance we really do balance each other out well but um no you told me about chicago this year uh i hope it's okay for me to say this but but you know you were mentioned just because like everybody was coming coming to talk to you and everything which is wonderful and yeah. obviously our, our listeners the opportunity to, to meet them and everything i had to go hide in my room and i was like oh man <laughs> i should have been there to like run defense for you because <laughs> like, everybody only kind of wants to talk to me where they really want Dude, to talk whatever to man they were all asking about you man it was uh it was really neat but you know it's it's funny going back to the early stages, Bo was like, you know, you, talking about the podcast, and we've mentioned this before, but, um, you know, you, you had to twist my arm, like you mentioned, to get into this. And, um, and, and you know, I, I, I kind of, um, uh, you know, humored you in some sense because I didn't <laughs> think it was going to last, right? I was like, right. well, I mean, we'll try this out. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll see uh, where this goes, but is there really enough content for people to uh, listen to? How are we going to speak about this? Man, every week, that's a that's a lot. But man, it just uh, it just kept going and it kept getting better and better and refined. And um, man, I'm just um, I'm just honored, man. I'm so so glad you put the screws on me to get this thing done. Well, yeah, man. it's been it's been fun. It's funny that you say that uh, it's hard to say no to me because uh, later in the show, we will see a laundry list of things that you did say no to. that <laughs> I, I want to share with people when they hear some of the crazy ideas. <laughs> well, man, you know, I want to I want to make mention of this. I think it's always interesting kind of go back and look over the history of the episodes and and kind of give give a shout out to some of our, our most popular episodes. I'm, I'm kind of curious, actually. So I'm going to ask our I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to ask our live studio audience if you had to guess what like our most popular episode, like the biggest episode we ever did was. What, what would you guess it would be? Pipe shop fails. Got it in one. Yeah. So our pipe shop <laughs> fails. The second pipe shop fails specifically was like is is our current like largest that is episode. So surprising yeah. to me, you know. Just thinking, I mean, it, it's it's literally just a forum for me to to gripe about the frustrations of <laughs> of one of the most fun jobs on earth. It's like you've got this great job, you have no reason to complain, and yet y'all are gracious enough to give me this forum to get on there and and talk about Pilgrim's Act, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and the hurricane. <laughs> but see, that's what it is, man. Because everybody knows, you know, you as a very you know very nice, very you know, oh yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all coming back now. You hear, you know. <laughs> I don't know what that. That was very was. poor. See, as that was much very- <laughs> as I ruined everybody else's accent, I just ruined my own. Way worse. That so was that was very just poor. Putting that out. Yeah, there. it was a poor effort. But no, you've you've got kind of that kindly uh, nature, that kindly tone. People have said, you know, I, w- I would listen to John David if he was just reading the phone book or something of that nature. And so you've got that. 
But then they kind of hear you let your hair down, literally, and uh, and kind of go in on like, you know yep. what really grinds my gears? Like that's that really yeah. resonated with people. No, and, uh, that's that's good. I'm, I'm glad someone got something out of it. We were nervous about that, too. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, we were. I mean, it, it was one of those things like, man, this th- there's so many gems of uh, experience that happen around a shop like this. But a lot of it is quirky and in some sense negative, but should be like should be. Uh, chronicled you know right. I mean these are things that need people need to you know especially if they don't have a goofy old tobacconist in their area like this is what you're missing out on right. this is the chaos and <laughs> and ridiculousness that you don't get uh, you know because you uh, you know don't live uh, in a place like this so yeah it's, it, we, we kind of stepped out on a limb but it was fun yeah, so our next one after that one, the kind of the, the silver, that's the gold. Our, our silver episode after that one is actually the future of Peterson, uh, which was also, you know, a high and intense moment for the industry. Very interesting, yeah, yeah, that that's the case. Of course, Peterson, you know, went through a big transition here over the past uh, year as they were bought by, um, you know, the folks that own Law DC. And um, man, it was just, um, yeah, interesting to see that the, you know, people, it's a venerated brand. It's one of those. Uh, you know, everyone should have a Peterson in their in their stable of pipes and all those other things. And um, yeah, when we started talking about that, folks wanted some resources. So uh, yeah, worked out. Yeah, it's good. By the way, you, you're cool. You can ring the bell. It's cool. <laughs> Not a problem. Yeah, ring ring the bell. Ring the bell back. Ring then. the bell. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the great thing. Um, <laughs> feels like home. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> it, it, for you, it definitely it does. does. It feels like home. Yeah. All right, and then our bronze place for our kind of our third place for large substance. Now, this I find very interesting because I would have never guessed this, but I've got a theory as to why. It was our baby. It's cold outside episode. Smoking in cold weather. Really? Now, here's my thought. That process was number three. This. Yes. The topic is not, I mean, the topic, I mean, it's a good topic. I mean, smoking cold no, weather, that's, that's a challenge that a lot of us, especially as we've had to smoke outside more and more. Yeah, sure. And while we down south don't have that issue, uh, people up north in particular really have to struggle with that. Yeah, sure. Uh, here in the United States. But I think it was actually the clickbait nature of Baby It's Cold Outside as a title. <laughs> because if you remember, like last Christmas, like everybody yeah. was talking about that song. Like there was like this kind of cultural moment where everybody was unpacking that song. No, that's like, true. That's true. Huh. There's still some controversy about it, I guess. Exactly. I, uh, my biggest controversy is why do we sing that in December? We should be singing that in February. The point is that you're having that conversation. <laughs> that's that is funny. But the point is that like people were having that conversation. I think they were just searching Baby It's Cold Outside. So all of a sudden this pipe podcast starts popping up. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, people discover us in a unique way from that standpoint. That's funny. Some honorable mentions, man. We've got um, What Makes an English Blend, Life After McClelland, uh, shortly they're followed, or right after uh, The End of an Era, which those two were kind of together. Um, Smoke Ride, Smoking Your Pipe While Driving, and a a big one that continues to be a a, uh, kind of an entry-level podcast for us was uh, Pipe Smoking 101, How to Light Your Pipe. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that, you know, if there was probably another favorite series that we do, those Pipes 101 episodes are, are great and and fun for me because that's where I get to you know nerd out and you know pretend like I know more than someone else you know about <laughs> you know how to how, how that's to why start, you hang right? out with me right no that's right because yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I, feel, I have the sense of authority as soon as we enter the room together. exactly no, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know it's 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 great because um you know that's the entry point right that's the that's the on-ramp for uh so many folks that get into pipe smoking and um yeah that for me you know seeing a new pipe smoker uh get into it um you know and and then stick with it that's that's probably the most satisfying yeah you know uh in terms of the series i think my favorite and i, I know it's probably like i'm the only one that, that it's my favorite but our our Pirates and Pipe Tobacco yeah. series. 
because I know like of everything we do, that's probably the most tangential. Like it's it's all the way out on the rim. It kind of gives you an opportunity just to indulge. Yeah, indulge. You're like, well, that's that's you know that's related, right? It was during that era. That was tobacco was a big part of the trade that the pirates were going after. That's fair. And also, hopefully, we've been able to kind of expose a little bit of history in an area that people might not otherwise kind of consider. Yeah, sure. As it relates to uh, the the theft, you know, we talk so much about the 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 production of pipe tobacco, yeah. but the actual theft and the, the industry of, uh, of crime that surrounded pipe tobacco. Yeah, no, that's on true. On the high seas. Yeah. Pi- piracy. Yeah. yeah. And so we've, we've had some, uh, so we had some great episodes with Benjamin <laughs> Hornigold and, and, uh, you know, most recently, Sir Walter Riley, Raleigh, Riley, Raleigh, 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 right. The Sea Dogs, the Sea Dogs. It was uh, it was a great episode. That was a that was a great. That was his baptized name, Raleigh. Well, man, of course, uh, you know the the great thing is is that over the course of the show, we've also had the opportunity to not just record at the shop, but also go on location at some various uh, points in time and some various events. You know, the New Orleans Pipe Show. um, uh, Rest in peace. I wish it would come back. I know, man. Gosh, so many people do. That was such a great that was such a great show for us, and it was kind of a game changer um you know i think if i'm not mistaken that was the first time we'd actually recorded a show in a separate location yeah. other than in kind of a controlled environment yeah um also you know the texas pipe show uh chicago pipe show uh we've done the live from the cigar factory in new orleans which yep. was a lot of fun yep we've done you know a couple live from the squires we were uh you know sharing with our live audience here yeah we actually invited folks to come in and and, and enjoy that with us that's yep. right i think we did that for episode 200 if i'm not mistaken was probably the last time that we i uh, think so we yeah. did that and that's what two two years ago now yeah God, it was a uh, it was a hundred hundred weeks ago Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, you know, there's been multiple long smoke competitions as well. And, you know, uh, or, or that that was a polarizing thing because, I, you know, we got hate mail that it's a slow smoke. Oh, yeah. Come yeah. on. That, we did not get hate mail. It, well, you know, the. the there were opinions. There were opinions. It's the pipe community. There are opinions out there. <laughs> what uh, emus? That kind of tamper? Yeah. But man, we uh, we actually we're 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 uh, right here. We're doing this right now, as we mentioned at the top of the show. We're actually on location today. Yeah, this is really special at uh, the yep. historic uh, Missouri Mearsham uh, Company. Now, of course, you know this is around that time of show where I, I make this like grand transition. That's right. Where I do leaps and bounds from you know. Uh, and generally, it's pretty eloquent and and, and relatively seamless. And it's about fifty. <laughs> you know, I, I'm pretty good about that. You know, it's I, I actually I live for the challenges where it's like completely yeah. out of left field. Nobody sees it's coming. And then all of a sudden we're talking about our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. And actually, <laughs> since we are talking about our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum, why don't we bring one of our good friends from Missouri Meerschaum on the show right now? Yeah, we should do that. I, I, I think maybe we should. I mean, yeah. if we're here, we got to make it. happen. Do we have a taker? Phil, come on. Come on board and uh, <laughs> take over my mic. Bo, I don't think I could ever take over your mic. <laughs> Those are um, small shoes to fill. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Man, Phil, yeah, sitting here at Missouri Mearsham with uh, with Phil Morgan, the general manager uh, of of the company. And uh, man, brother, thank you for thank you for having us. This has been such a treat. Oh my gosh, John David, we're we were delighted when you first brought up the idea. Yeah. you know, of being here, which we've actually been talking about for, for, a for while. quite some quite some time. Now. Yeah, yeah, and it just uh, 
the fact that uh, your 300th show and our 150th anniversary just happened to coincide, coincided, oh, yeah, that, that just made it a special. It That's cool, really man. Uh, we're 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 tickled to be here, and um, it, it was so cool. Got to you know drive up uh, yesterday, obviously from St. Louis, picked up both the airport and and came over, had dinner with you last night, and just kind of chatted about. Um, and all the things we've been able to accomplish together and uh, the company and the history here and uh, then coming in today and you showing us the uh, you know the entire facility and um, man this is just a real a real gym you know and, and we think about uh, Missouri Mearsham as as a American company it's a Missouri company it played a lot of uh, important roles around uh, you know this part of the world um, I want to I want to ask you about some of those things uh, first I'd like you know you don't grow up thinking you're going to run a uh, a corn cob pipe company. How the heck did you get here? Uh, that's a that's a good question. Uh, uh, sometimes I have to think back, you know, and remember yeah. exactly how did I get here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, actually, I was retired for a few years, and uh, my wife and I were sitting at home. Uh, and I was looking at the local paper and, and I'm, a, I'm a CPA as my background. Right. And uh, I'd been retired, like I said, for a few years. And But you had lived, we, you were living in Washington. Yeah, Missouri, we were living right? in yeah, Washington. So this is, has been home for a while. For yeah, you. yeah, it has. And, uh, and there was an ad in the paper for the general manager of a corncob pipe company. And I turned to my wife, Pat, and I said, Pat, how often are you going to get the chance to manage a corncob <laughs> pipe company? And the other things that I said to her were, heck, it's got to be fun. And the second thing was, how hard could it be? Right. Well, I learned how hard it could be yeah. you know, uh, fairly quickly because we had some challenges. But, yeah. hey, it's a, you know, to, to get a chance to work for a, a company that's this old, that yeah. is this iconic, and that has a product that is, you can't get more authentic yeah. In my mind, more authentic American, you know, than a corn cob pipe. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's it's had its moments, but it, gosh, it's just a great place to work at, and we've got great employees. That's what it's not just the product; it's the employees that we have too. We Man, have and a we'll, great group of employees. Absolutely, we'll touch on that here shortly uh, in a bit. But um, p- part of the you know amazing factor is all the hands that go on these corn cob pipes every day, uh, and the quality that that produces, and it's. it's it's, it's kind of mind-boggling. But, yeah, while Bo and I have been here today, um, gosh, you know, Shannon, Becca, Marilyn, everyone's just taken such good care of us, and um, we're, we're, we're so thrilled. This is we're, we're sitting currently in the oldest portion of the factory. Is that yes. right? Yeah, this, is, this is, was not his first building. You know, Henry Tibby was a founder of the company, and this wasn't his first building. And that, and that what but this year? is the first one that was dedicated, okay. you know, to making corncob pipes. 1880s? 1883. Right? This, okay. The part of the building that we're in right now was built in 1883 yeah uh, there's a picture on the wall that was taken in 1887 that has a, a horse and buggy out in front of it uh so and as he got more and more successful he just kept adding on to the building and that's how it got to be as large as it is yeah. right now and and we're talking like you know Bo took some video of this earlier but I mean, you know you were, you were gracious enough to take us through the whole factory but this is a significant building i mean this is a it, it's a large uh it's it's a large footprint for this building uh obviously as the industry's changed over the years you know you've needed various amounts of of the space but um gosh this is you know at one point this thing was filled up with uh, quite an operation um give us an idea 
idea of, you know, back in, in the heyday of pipe smoking, the 20s, the 30s, I mean, just how many corncob pipes was Missouri Meerschaum cranking out? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, we have 52,000 square feet here, roughly. And uh, uh, we have about 36, 37 employees right now. Back in the heyday of pipe smoking, though, just our company alone had 125 employees. And there yeah. were several other pipe companies right across the street was a pipe company. Yeah. There were uh, several other pipe companies here. But just our company alone at one time shipped 20 million pipes in a year. 20 million. 20 million. In just, a year. Yeah, just our company. And right. keep in mind that there were probably about 12 corncob pipe companies altogether at one time. So, right, right. Uh, so it was a... It was a significant new industry. When you consider the time that it started, it yeah. started in 1869, that uh, first company that it was a brand new industry. Uh, there, there was no corncob pipe industry prior to 1869, prior, and, and it developed you know, into a significant industry, and it was extremely important for the development of this area. Yeah, I, I love that. Of course, you know, in preparation for today, as we were enjoying a beer and a, you know, a meal last night, we were kind of talking about that and the, the awesomeness of, yeah, we're celebrating Missouri Meerschaum, but we're, we're celebrating the birth of in some sense, American pipe making, you know, and certainly the corncob pipe industry in itself. I mean, uh, you know, this is, it, it's phenomenal. Um, you know, they're, you know, like you said, right across the street, we had other, uh, other corncob pipe manufacturers. It's so fascinating to me that uh, all those were centered here in Washington, Missouri. Um, and, uh, you know, so the, the role that uh, the company, but also this, this whole area played in, in the pipe community, uh, but then the, the role that the pipe manufacturers, particularly Missouri Meerschaum, played in developing this area. Give us kind of an idea of, of what that looked like. Yeah, and that it, it was significant, and it was a lot more as we uh, dug into the history, yeah. uh, you know, of not of our company, but that led us to the history of the corncob pipe industry, too. Right. You know, we became aware of how significant it was, not just in terms of the number of employees, but uh, one thing in particular that at way back when we bought our cobs from local farmers. So not only were we employing people here, but we were helping the farmers out in the area. We give them a metal ring and tell them if the cob won't fit through that <laughs> ring. We'll buy it. That we you want to make it. A pipe. Oh, so, that's funny. <laughs> but then the other significant thing was the founder of the country, company was Henry Tibby. Uh, his son was Anton Tibby. One of his sons was yeah. Anton Tibby. You mentioned these were Dutch immigrants. Yeah, that- Dutch immigrants. Okay. And okay. Uh, Anton Tibby was a very progressive, forward-looking individual. He had been to San Francisco. He'd been to Chicago, into St. Louis, obviously. Yeah. He had seen electric lights. So he brought he came back and the first electric in this whole area was brought here to run the corn cob pipe company. To, so it, it, the, the, the factory itself is the reason that electricity came to Washington, Missouri. That is, that's exactly right. <laughs> and, and he built a power company, a small power company, generated enough electricity that he, he sold it uh, to other businesses in the area and yeah. then eventually took it south of here to another small town called Union, Missouri. Yeah. So the the first electric in this whole area was brought here because of the corncob pipe industry. It's phenomenal, you know, and of course you had mentioned other utilities like um, I think water as well was involved. Telephone, first telephone system telephone in this system. area was brought here uh, to the corncob pipe company and expanded, then expanded, you know, to the area. Yeah. And, uh, 
Anton, uh, much to his father's dismay, uh, built a, a really nice, you know, a big brick home for his dad. Yeah, it's and, still standing. Uh, it's correct? still standing. Yeah, still, yeah. still in, in town. And uh, he had a a, uh, a windmill next to it to pump water. So he pumped water not just into his dad's house, but into the the area. So the first distributed water system. Yeah. In the area was because of the corn cob pipe. Yeah. Factory here. That's so. that's so great. Yeah. You think about um, this is a this is a Missouri company. I mean, it, it is. It it, it speaks to the history of the state and is a part of the fabric of the state. And, um, you know, so it, it is American. It's an American icon, but it's also an important part of the development of of the area we're sitting in. And um, and, and and, you know, a lot of folks don't realize, I mean, you you guys own your own farm. You grow the corn that you're making these pipes out of. And it's it's right. just right across the river. It's yeah, right it right it's, there. Yeah, we have 150 acres across the river and and uh, west of here a little bit in the Missouri River bottoms, one of the most fertile areas in the whole country. Yeah. And uh, so we have the, that 150 acres and we have to grow our own corn number for a couple reasons that it's we are the only ones that have the variety of corn to uh, to make a corn cob pipe. Yeah. It's a special hybrid just for that purpose. It's got to be a significant cob to to turn a a, a pipe right and you yeah. saw that today yeah. you know down in the plant oh it's tremendous uh, yeah that you do have to have a, a, a the diameter of the cob has yeah. to be significant has to be big but the other reason that we do it is we we have to harvest our corn ourselves because most farmers when they harvest corn the combine picks the ear shells it Right. And then chops the cob up and puts it back out on the field. Well, obviously, that doesn't work for us. We, we have to. We <laughs> You're not interested the in the corn. You want the cob. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say we're not interested. No, that's in right. You grain. sell that corn. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> we make whiskey out of it. That's not, right. Not us. That's right. That's whiskey. right. Uh, but uh, so we ha- we harvested our ourselves for that reason. So and then bring the cobs over here to store them for a couple of years to dry and store for a couple of years. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing. You know, I, we obviously were fortunate enough to take a, a tour the facility and you know you go upstairs in this huge uh building that you know takes up several city blocks and um you know there are mounds and mounds of of corn cobs that have just been uh procured and then then put up there to dry just so they can uh, age the amount of work and uh, activity that goes into producing these things both time people think in their minds like oh it's a it's a we talked earlier you know oh it's a corn cob pipe you go out there you shuck the corn off of it and um you know you chop it up in a piece drill a hole stick a stem in it you're done no. <laughs> oh, no. That's, I, I, I mean, no. It, it's just, it's amazing to me. To, the, the pro, uh, people just don't realize. In they don't have that, a clue. The, how many, how uh, the processes that are involved in it and, and all the hands-on craftsmanship that, that goes into these pipes. Every single piece. And that's piece. why I'm so proud of, of the employees. They they care about what they're doing. They they realize, you know, the, the, the role they play in the pipe community. Yeah. Uh, you know, and our mission from... From the very beginning, our mission has been to make great smoking pipes that anybody can afford. Absolutely. And that's that's exactly, you know, our, that's still our mission. And, uh, yeah. and we're going to continue. We've done it for 150 years and hopefully do it for another 150. It, 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 it's incredible to me. Speaking with Shannon earlier, it's like, you know, the, the price, the re- recommended MSRP of some of these pipes is less than $7 or, you know, whatever. But, but every one of these pipes at some point had people's hands all over it making sure the you know the uh, not just the construction of it the the you know quality control and all these things a lot of these pipes are uh you know hand painted uh you said about 
almost half your pipes are actually turned on a lathe. Yeah. People don't know that. Yeah. That's incredible. No, it is. The uh, Half of our pipes are made on what we call turning machines that are that we patented back in the 1930s. But the other half, and, and more and more as uh, it, it seems like people are gravitating more toward a little bit larger pipe sure. or a little bit different, you know, like the bulldog, a little, a little yeah. different pipe. Yeah. And that requires a lot of hand work uh, yeah. and a lot of lathe work. And you've, you, the guys that are on the lathe, I mean, they're, they're proud of what they do and should and, be, and they're good at it, yeah. you know, and they can tell when each cob is different. That's why if you put, uh, take the country gentleman, for instance, which is one of our most popular pipes, sure, if you yeah. stack, put a bunch of them side by side, they look similar. But you can tell differences in every single one of them. Yeah. Part of that's because of the cob, and part of it is because it's a it's a human being making that hand making that. That's exactly uh, right. Hand cutting that. It, it, it's amazing when you see the. Uh, of course, so much um, of this plaster material is put on the pipe. It has to be sanded off, and in some cases, put back on the pipe. Right. And and all every bit of that is is hand done. And the reason for that is because every little part of that changes the characteristic of that piece it's something a machine cannot do no it, it, it's it's impossible you know just for instance as you saw just applying the plaster to it i oh, mean it, it, literally they're mixing plaster in a bowl and taking a handful of it and putting it uh, has the the cob is on the the spindle and that's turning. right but you have to be able to feel that you to know that you've got enough plaster a, in a there human hand you, has to touch yes, it yeah has absolutely to. yeah, yeah. Hey, there, it, there's just no way that that you could automate that and make sure that that has enough plaster in yeah it, so. yeah it, it it is there's artistry involved at almost every single uh piece of it and we got to meet the folks that um that are doing every part of it you know from when it comes in uh you know off the truck and uh the cobs are being sliced into various sizes uh you know the plaster is being applied um you know the the drill holes are being cut for the hardwood plugs and the the uh the stems uh, which we you know the shank of the pipe which are referred to here as stems and um you know uh applying the uh, plaster sanding it off all the uh, lathe work if that's necessary um you know the guy that uh, we love those uh, black finishes we've got here uh, one of the wizard pipes i think this is a wizard pipe and uh the, you know the the black finishes that uh kind of adorn the outside of some of these bowls and that a, a human painted that on there a, yeah. very, a very talented human painted that on there yeah and and, and then had to work to get it just the right uh, hue and and that's very deliberate. Yes, it is. And actually, that's an elf. That this the, is an elf. The, the wizard okay. is is uh, quite a bit bigger than that. Okay. But, okay. Uh, but you're right, though, that the the dark on there is hand painted onto the natural cob first. Yeah. And then the plaster applied, uh, sanded, then it applied again. The dark stain applied again, and then uh, more plaster sanded again. I mean, there's several steps that go into. Yeah making the pipe look like that and 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 a pipe like this you know retails for you know under 25 bucks yeah. i mean it, you know and, and in some cases you're getting pipes with all the same craftsmanship that are well under ten dollars you know so it's uh it, it, it's awesome to me and I, I love what you do and it uh it it is something to be proud of uh, why, why do you think you know corn cob pipes have began to be popular and are still are still popular what do you what do you you know attribute that to oh the, I, there's a couple basic reasons i think and that number one they're inexpensive i mean we can't ignore the fact sure that even with yeah. all the work that goes into it they're still you know an in a, a relatively inexpensive pipe 
that certainly helps. Uh, the other thing I believe is that they're, they smoke well. If, if, you know, if the cob is, if it's a good cob and is aged well, yeah. they're going to smoke as well as any other pipe. Yeah. And, uh, and I think people recognize that, you know, the, the quality you get, the smokeability you get at an inexpensive price. I think the other thing though, that is maybe more subjective is it's just the idea of a corn cob pipe. We have to acknowledge that, I don't mean, we? This it's a yeah. corn cob. I mean, this yeah. you don't get more American, you don't than uh, than, <laughs> than corn in particular because yeah. corn was hybridized by the uh, the uh, the Native Americans to become what That's it right. is. I mean, this yeah. is a unique American raw material and a unique and authentic, original, iconic Missouri and American product. And I think people, I, I know I'm gra- I gravitate toward, I like that part of it. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people do. And, and, so. and they should, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. You mentioned we were going up in your shipping uh, location earlier and there were all these boxes labeled different countries sending uh, these mounds of cobs to places like Germany, Australia, um, all over the world. And um, I think you even had one from, was it Hungary? Romania. Romani- Rom- Romania. Hungary, because that's a country. Uh, R- Romania, yeah. Um, I'm inventing new, new countries, imagine that. And, uh, and we lost all our, our, all our listeners in, uh, in Hungary. Um, no, no we, had a, we had a Romania box up there. But, and, and you said a lot of these European um, you know, smokers, they, they, they say that. They think, well, no, when I think of an American, a, a traditional kind of, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of that, that cob smoker sitting on their front porch you know and there's something about that right there is i uh, and that's the reason the rocking chairs that we have here in in that we're sitting in now yeah we're sitting in now the the reason that these are here first of all they're a great addition to the museum and people love them yeah but the reason that they're here is uh when the bbc was coming over they wanted to do a film here they were doing trains across america and they asked us to please have some rocking chairs because the people in england when they think of an american smoking a pipe yeah, they think they're in a rocking chair on their front porch. So, so that's they need a so, hound dog and some hayseed yeah. sticking out of their mouth. Yeah, and a mason jar full of moonshine. And a, and right a mason there. jar full of cat whiskey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. No, that's that's great. T- tell folks you know that are listening that that want to come. They they hear us talk about Missouri Mirrors from every week and and want to support y'all and maybe want to come see what's going on here Um, tell them what they experience when they come to washington and and about the space we're sitting in well when they come to washington first of all as you have pointed out washington is a great old river town awesome uh, awesome reminds me a lot of vicksburg uh mississippi yeah uh, which we mentioned uh last night yeah Yeah. and it's so it's a it's a it's a nice looking little town uh most by and large you know taken care of very well there's uh, a lot of old buildings still here uh, that that are being used, mm-hmm. you know, for something. Uh, so it's a great looking little town. It's right on the river. It's scenic. Uh, so there's that part of it. Washington itself, it's its is own a destination, great, is a great destination to come to. Uh, but then here. Uh, again, it's it's going back into the history when you understand the role that the corn cob pipe industry played to to come here, and you know they're going to experience history. You walk into this space and you see you, you see an old elevator mechanism, belt driven elevator system, you know, yeah. on the the uh, hanging from the ceiling. You you see the old style <laughs> uh, electric wires, you know, still across. They're not live, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sure but, the fire yeah, marshal appreciates that. Yeah, going across the ceiling. Uh, it's just the it's a it's a 
step back in time. I mean, I tell yeah. people if you come here and, and you, you go through the plant, especially, yeah, get ready to step back into the 1930s because that's awesome. that's what it feels like. And and of course, your your front gift shop area also doubles as a museum, and it's significant. Yeah. You've only um, you know, within the past several years, been digging into the archives of a place this storied, and we are surrounded by memorabilia. You've got behind us on the top part of the wall uh, the the very very large display of corncob pipes that was on uh, show at the World's Fair in St. Louis in what 1904. 1904, I think, yeah. and it won a prize there. Uh, some of yeah. the some of the cobs on that board actually have bone uh, stems, which are is just so interesting to me. Um, behind us, in in cases are. Uh, you know, letters from people like Norman Rockwell uh, talk, bragging about their Missouri Meerschaum, uh, you know, uh, Douglas MacArthur, you know, you've got uh, it, pieces that I saw a, uh, I saw a Cavalier church, uh, corn cob pipe over there, you know, it's like, I didn't even know you could do that. It's a, it, it's, it's just surrounded by all this history. It's uh it's, it's pretty, pretty and, fantastic. And that pipe, that, that ca- the Cavalier pipe is probably from the 1880s, late 1880s. It's just amazing. So it's, uh, there's. A lot of a lot of history and a lot of the old uh, uh, journals and old books, you know, that we have in our safes here that we yeah. have displayed out here for people to see too. Yeah. So, well, it, yeah. real quick, uh, the why is this company called Missouri Meerschaum? Uh, that's we get asked that question a lot, and uh, as most people know, Meerschaum, the word is German and it means sea foam, and uh, all of the people who in the pipe community know what real meerschaum is is yeah. those uh, white ornately carved pipes that you see that's right that's true meerschaum that's a, it's a rock that comes from turkey that's very porous and can be carved very easily beautiful pipes and they they generally are thought to be a cool smoking pipe that's too. right yeah well when henry tibby the founder of our company uh, first started making corn cob pipes at, at early on he decided it needs to be coated with something so they settled on plaster of paris yeah, I mean, just plain old white plaster, which is exactly what we still use. Yeah, and so he coated the pipe with the plaster of Paris. It's it kind of made it look white. Had that and, white sheen yeah, to and it, and white sheen to it. And he and his brother Fritz looked at it and said, "Oh, you know, that kind of looks like a meerschaum. Let's call it Missouri meerschaum." Yeah. So that's where the name. It's a an 1870s version of marketing, I guess. You know, too. Uh, uh, and and that's where the name has come from. And the other reason too, I think, is that a, a lot of people think a corn cob pipe smokes cool. Personally, I think that still depends on how a person smokes a pipe and what they're smoking and, and what they're that. smoking right. too. But a lot of people think they smoke cool like a meerschaum. So that's that's why the name is Missouri meerschaum, and it has been that since the 1870s actually since about 1872 that's great uh, has stuck with it the whole time and if you in the pipe community if you mention missouri meerschaum 99 percent of the people know you're talking about a corn cup about a corn cup pipe right yeah right no that's right wrapping up obviously thank you for having us this is a, a momentous year uh, for not just the company, but also this uh, this area, and it, we've I'm glad we were able to uh, kind of speak to that a little bit. Um, you've got a lot of events going through the year. I know Shannon's planning some of that stuff, and yep. it, tell us kind of what you've done already, and then what's coming for the rest of the year, kind of uh, you know to to mark this you know special occasion. Yeah, we had what we decided to do for the celebration is to have two two different celebrations that we invite people in. We we just had one in April. 
uh, more for the local community, you know, to come in and because uh, it's been a long time since anybody was able to come in here and actually go on a tour through the factory. Yeah. So we in uh, in April we had an op- an open house that involved tours uh, through the uh, through the factory, and then on Saturday, uh, the weekend that we had it on Saturday, we had live music and drinks and food up at the farmers market, which is right up the hill from us. Yeah. So we're going to do that again in October. It's uh, October 11th and 12th, which is a Friday and Saturday. Okay. And we'll have tours, uh, you know, through the factory again. And and peop- uh, people, I think, love that just for the reason you did, because they just don't know until you see it. They don't just get it. just don't understand it. It's, it's know, unbelievable. Into yeah, it. you've got to come to that if you're, if you're able and to. And then on that Saturday, we'll have live music again and food and drink and We've invited uh, some of the the uh, pipe tobacco companies to be here, and two of them have committed to being here. Good, so, good. which is which will be great. So the October event, uh, we are trying to gear it or target it more toward the pipe clubs and the pipe smoking community. That's good. although the, the anybody's still welcome. I sure, mean, you know, yeah. On that weekend too. That's so. good. Well, man, uh, so many great things on the you know horizon. 150 years, um, and you know we're just thrilled that. Uh, all the history that we've got to look back on, but also the the new stuff to look forward to. I, you know, speaking of that, we're sitting here smoking uh, these 150 year, uh, you know, bulldog anniversary pipes. You uh, you had a lot of pressure over the years to get uh, to bring a bulldog back, didn't you? We did. We get <laughs> I, not a week would go by without you know somebody either posting or, or emailing us directly and yeah. saying you got to bring the bulldog back. But, yeah, and, you know, and it's a hard pipe to make. It's right? a difficult pipe to make and. And, uh, and uh, as we talked earlier, I think we found out the reason that we quit making them because, <laughs> <laughs> because they are they're a difficult pipe to make and to make well, you yeah. know, to, to make with to the standards you're, you're yes. committed to. Yeah. And yeah. I and I had said all along that we did not want to bring it back until we knew that we could bring it back at a, a quality level and do that it right would would be accepted you yeah. know and we're still working we're going to be well this is one of them we we intend to have three different bulldogs during the yeah. year or a series of them we'll have one hopefully in midsummer and then one in the fall so okay. I, I think we'll be getting better and better at it as we move as into it, that. as it's refined yeah. and goes on do, yeah. do you anticipate one or all of those shapes sticking around or are they limited edition or have you decided you yet? know we really haven't decided yet i yeah. i would love to have one that we that we keep you yeah. know because it is a popular pipe yeah. uh, and i think it our goal is to have one that we keep and if not keep on a continual basis at least every year to have a limited uh, kind of a small run yeah, a small run of yeah. them so you know so people can get one that's of good them, will you so. put one aside for me i, de- I definitely <laughs> will definitely will no that's great man we're um just uh, and completely impressed and, and honored of course to be here and um and so thankful you got to hop on with us and um and talk about all this so man phil thanks for uh thanks for coming on we, we're going to talk about you know we have a tradition obviously on country square radio of abusing each other with pipe questions and uh and and quick fire questions and and all that kind of thing and so since we've captured you behind the mic we're gonna make you do that with us today great and uh <laughs> aren't you thrilled <laughs> yeah i am I, you know, <laughs> um no it's great man uh so thanks again phil for coming on and oh, thank uh, you guys for coming it's, oh it's, dude it's it, been an honor to have you guys here absolutely too. and obviously we thank missouri Mearsham every single week when we do our show for uh for being a part of uh of what we do but you know it, it means that much more uh to do it live uh to do it in person 
we don't uh, lend our name to to you know just any company. We we do it with folks that we believe in and and are excited to be a part of their story and um and we're grateful for y'all. So we anyway. appreciate that and we yeah. feel the same yeah. way. It's wonderful. Yeah, you probably will have to fumigate this uh, room when Bo and I leave here with all the hot air, but um and it'll return to its quaint uh you know wonderful place to come and we uh, we encourage everyone to make the trip. So. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week. This week comes from Nick Blackwell, and this is for from Phil. No, this is for Phil, and it's from Nick Blackwell. And eventually, I'll get this right. <laughs> yeah, Nick. Nick asks, "What are your favorite Missouri Mearsham models?" Well, I, obviously, I mean, you pointed this out earlier. That would be like picking your favorite kid picking which of your yeah. favorite kid right and, uh, right yeah oh wait there's yeah, Sh- yeah. shana raised Shannon her hand is, right she's the, <laughs> she's the only kid so yeah no, that's yeah, right so, as she said she's not spoiled but she is an only child right uh, yeah. that's that's right and it, just to make that clear too so shannon your your daughter and your wife both are part of the business here is that right they, they yeah shannon's here on a daily basis and yeah. she's uh, hr and helps out with a lot of a lot of different areas yeah she's, she's been a, a great addition you see here. her at pipe shows or around yep. and things like yep. that yeah and uh and pat my wife uh goes to the pipe shows and and tr- used to go to trade shows pitches too. in on so, events and yeah, things of that so, nature and, yeah you know, so she helps out a lot with that that's great yeah oh, that's so great. as far as picking a favorite pipe though let's get back yeah. to nick's question and i'm not trying to avoid the question i don't think i could pick a favorite one there's yeah. different ones. i would have trouble it too. depends on the tobacco you're smoking too you know the uh if, if you're smoking a virginia tobacco you know to me the the legend is a great pipe if i had to say what pipe do i think is just a fantastic pipe doesn't mean it's favorite necessarily the legend you know it's an inexpensive one uh you know retails for you know seven to ten dollars depending on where you're going to get it yeah that's right but is uh but is a great quality pipe uh that uh, with a decent bowl shape Mm -hmm. you know so that is it my favorite no the the country gentleman what would be you know awfully close just it's hard to not pick it oh man the 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 shape the a big thick bowl you know tall bowl holds a lot of tobacco uh the some of the cob depending on what the day you're smoking and what you're doing if you're sitting in a rocking chair at home on the front porch you can use a church warden then one of the cobbits is a great pipe yeah so nick i'm not avoiding your question it's just a hard (laughs) one to answer (laughs) no that's right i you know i was thinking about it uh you know, as well, just from my own perspective, um, it'd be hard to answer. I really like the Huck Finn. Uh, I like the proportions of the Huck Finn and uh, the and the bowl size. It's just a really nice uh, kind of slender, uh, you know, felt shape that holds just the right amount of tobacco. Uh, but there again, we talked about, man, I, I saw the Great Dane uh, spindle earlier uh, today. Hadn't seen it in a while. And I was like, man, why don't I smoke that pipe all the time? That's a beautiful, it fits so nicely in your hand. And um you know, just so many good shapes. Of course, the 150th uh, Bulldog I, I've smoked several times this week. I bought it in Chicago, actually. It's uh, uh, it, uh, it's new to me, um, and uh, have really enjoyed it uh, since then. I smoked yeah, it uh, even on the on the way up here. So, quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions. Yay. <laughs> that was fantastic. That is, get everybody to owl. 
<laughs> yeah. Quick fire question. Oh. <laughs> Quick fire questions today. We are so excited. This comes from Dan Sanford, and uh, Dan brings us uh, several corn related quick fire questions which i think is very appropriate so uh i uh, phil and i both are going to answer me answer these i'll let phil go first sweet corn or buttered and salted corn oh why can't it be sweet corn that's buttered and salted i, I, I kind of tend to agree yeah, i i yeah i would i would combine the two of them it would be sweet corn buttered and salted yeah if i you know if i had to pick between the two i'd probably lean towards the like salt and pepper you know is good maybe maybe corn on the grill or something like that yeah i mean you want a sweet corn anyway right the corn you yeah, want that, it to be that's sweet. what i do to sweet corn is yeah butter and salt no that's so. right yeah that's right that's right and it doesn't last long that's yeah. it um, uh, corn on the cob or kernel corn? Corn on the cob is more fun. Yeah. 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 Yep. I, corn on the cob. Requires it, more dental yeah. floss. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it, it does. And it's just, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, it's more fun. It seems like the events that you eat corn on the cob at are generally folks grilling out you're Fourth outside of July. And barbecued or whatever. Yeah. And, and uh, just, so corn on the cob. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, cream corn or hominy? Oh, for me, hominy. I like hominy. I really like hominy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Don't get it often, but I but I really like. It. And yep. what's interesting, uh, I'm just reading a book about corn that's uh, has, is interesting concerning hominy. More of the nutrients in corn are released when you um, take it through the process to make hominy. I, I just love the fact that Phil admitted openly that he's reading a book on corn. <laughs> And, and and he has a professional excuse for it, and it, it's just it's just wonderful <laughs> yeah. to me. I, I, I feel it, yeah, all my all, all the pieces of me that appreciate you have grown in so many ways. Uh, it's wonderful. All right, finally, uh, movie Children of the Corn or the band Corn? Which one? <laughs> Do you know a ba- there's a band named Corn? There's there's a band named Corn. And, and, you know, I just I just really don't peg you as one of their... Uh, I, I've been advised by a professional not to pick the band. All right, corn, so we're going to go with Children of the Corn, the, 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 corn. the movie then. No, yes. no that's fair. Uh, dude, well, man, th- thank you so much for being a good sport and, uh, man, coming on, of course, having Bo and I here at uh, Missouri Meersham. And um, even if we mispronounce the, the name half the time, thank you, Bo. And, uh, man, are just uh, just so thrilled to be a part uh, of all this. And, um, man, wish you well. Wish uh, wish you and your family well, but also the company and, and this part of Missouri that uh, that is so beautiful. So thanks for hopping oh, on. Thanks, John Dave. Thanks for you guys being here. Yeah. We appreciate it. Absolutely, so. man. See. So f- Phil gets to escape the the stupid like boxers or briefs questions. Yeah. Or, well, yeah. you know, like I, we I don't we didn't abuse. I didn't, he got to answer questions about corn. I was about to say if you're gonna if you're gonna talk corn, you got to have an expert. By the, can we give it a round of applause for Phil? Yeah. We, we, we got yeah, we yeah, make yeah. that happen. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, we, honestly, without you, there would be no us at this point. We just really want to thank the good folks here at Missouri Meerschaum. And I don't I, Meerschaum. I, I got to say, in terms of <laughs> mispronouncing names. Uh, it's it's a hallmark of the show. So. No, it is. It is. It is. We, we want to be authentic. Absolutely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't 
don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, well, man, great, uh, great interview. Also, you know, um, once again, big thanks to Missouri Mirsham and, uh, uh, the amazing tour, you know, y'all talked about a lot, but I mean, going downstairs, like seeing the production here is just unbelievable. I've never seen so many corn cobs in my life. If you've never yeah. been, <laughs> it's true. I we, have never seen. So well, you had that Scrooge McDuck yeah, moment. I made, I made a comment on it on the little live stream that we did, but, right. uh, but like you really do feel like Scrooge McDuck would like, like dive through the corn cobs and be right. swimming back and forth. Hey, there. There's that many. It, yeah. It's, it's mind-boggling. And admittedly, yeah. I was tempted to myself, to be honest with you. But uh, <laughs> one way or the other, it's amazing <laughs> He would experience. have to throw all those out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, you know, here we are at our 300th episode. And, uh, you know, we've, we've gotten uh, so many uh, great, great episodes behind us as we kind of talked about at the beginning of the show. We've got so many great series out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but as I kind of teased out, you know, th- there's been some times... John David, where I have presented concepts yeah. Yeah. to to you, and, and you have uh, vehemently shot them down. Yeah, I, uh, some of them I think we burned and buried in the backyard somewhere. Yeah, but. that's about right. <laughs> All right, now th- this one, this one I think is kind of fun because every once in a while, it, it was kind of like a half joke, half serious concept, but it was a Country Squire Radio vinyl exclusive. So the idea was. That it was going to be, hang on, don't shake your head. <laughs> the idea There's was so much ignorance. There would be a exclusive uh, Country Squire Radio episode that you could only get on vinyl, and but that would be side <laughs> A, and the other side B would be music produced from individuals in the pipe world who have also kind of music uh, skills and that sort no, of thing. No, that's right. Who had expressed interest in in doing a project something like this? <laughs> I still think it's. I'm not. I still think it's a fun what idea. What sucker agreed to that? I'm not naming names. Okay. I'm, is, Pete, is Pete listening? I'm not. No. Naming, I'm not naming. <laughs> is names. Pete Prevost listening? No, no, no. Right. <laughs> but uh, but no, I, th- I still think that's kind of an interesting idea. And given the fact that nobody just busts out laughing, everybody in here was like, "Huh." That's about where I'm at too. With that. <laughs> huh, interesting. Oh, no, that's good. All right. So, that's Country good. Squire Radio Vinyl. That never made it uh, made it made it past the John David uh, stamp of right. approval. Right. Uh, all right. The next one is. Um, Oh, okay. Now this one, this one's kind of, this is a long time ago. Uh, I had this concept for a spinoff country squire radio show 
that was going to be on uh, the art of storytelling. And the idea was that, you know, we've got so many, you know, uh, storytellers who have been pipe smokers, that sort of thing. And also the forgot about this. Yeah. And so the idea was that, like, you know, we were going to kind of take the concept of sitting around smoking pipes and thinking about stories and perhaps even coming up with our own unique story legend or whatever. And I wanted to be kind of it was very meta. And this is before (laughs) meta was like in in podcasting. Right. But the idea was that it was going to be about the the story of how a story is created. Yeah. And so I remember even recording myself going to the Squire to pitch you on the idea. And you shot it down so hard. <laughs> I immediately deleted myself recording myself and never went back to it again. <laughs> You're just like, Bo, no. <laughs> like, we like, ain't going to do that. I, I can't do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. You know, it's so funny because now you mentioned something like that and man, what a beautiful idea. Right. Right. Like, I mean, what, what a, what an interesting, beautiful idea that Uh, I think. Where were you then? That I think maybe you should, maybe I think you should find someone else to, to do that podcast with. Oh, it had to be you. Yeah. Our our friend David over here would probably love that. Now that's true. Yeah. Or Phil's reading something about corn. Well, you you know know. what? There you go. Right. That's, you know, we could, we could create a new children of the corn. No, that's right. But they're actual corn children and, and never mind. Uh, so, okay. So there's, there's that. We also, there was one that I still like the idea of, but it's, it, it kind of ended <laughs> in an era. It was of an era. It's an idea of an era. And it was back before you bought the shop. Right. And at that time, uh, it was, it was kind of the, the, the wild west, the early days of country square radio. You know, we were, we were kind of finding our legs. We yeah. had, we had some pretty, pretty sure. good traction. Um, we had uh, Tim the intern. It was the days of Tim the intern. Oh, that's right, man. Uh, for those, I, that oh remember, man, I miss him. Uh, yeah. Tim the the then apprentice, but yeah, I think this is back when he was the intern. Yeah, before he got promoted. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and also, of course, Kim was there. Kim, who uh, yeah, was, who uh, was my boss, owned the shop. Mrs. Reeves' daughter. Yep. That's right. Yep. And so I had this idea for a reality YouTube series, <laughs> kind of in the style. Oh, I remember this well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of in the style like a Duck Dynasty, comic book men type deal, which was gonna be like because you had all these interesting personalities. You, uh, in and of yourself, interesting uh, personality. But you get Kim and Tim and me in there, and it's like a, it's just a, an interesting little kind of pseudo family. Well, unit. I mean, it, and not to say all the, you know, scoundrels that come in that shop every exactly. day. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's the thing. You'd have kind of the four core, but then you'd always have like, you know, Steve, uh, um, the anti these, these Kramer guys coming in, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then you'd also be like, somebody <laughs> would come in and they would want to like sell their pipe or something like that or buy a pipe. And you'd kind of do a deep dive into like the church warden pipe and yeah. you'd kind of, you know, unpack that and kind of take essentially what we try to do <laughs> with our show, which is kind of that infotainment, you know, kind of diving into like the, the deep, you know, art of the pipe yeah, and sure. the, the history and that sort of thing. Sure. But do it in kind of that that reality TV style, like the Pawn Stars episode where I have to call a corncob pipe expert in to come value this exactly, thing. right? Exactly like yeah. that. Exactly. Yeah. Like well, that. I got a guy for that. He just happens to be down the street. And yeah. <laughs> but then Tim left, and you bought the shop, and so Kim's got it. So it's, it was it was an of the era idea. I still think that Country Squire Radio making the transition to some sort of visual format, not not just YouTube, but in more of a a. Uh, uh, I, I scripted's the wrong word. Our, intentional. Our, our faces are for radio, man. I think that's apparent. Well, that might be true. <laughs> that might be true. Do you remember any other uh, ideas that I, I came I came up with or that uh, we kind of kicked around that never saw the light of day? You know, I really I really don't. To be honest with you, there are. Um, you, you know, at, you you have pushed. A lot more like the shape episodes that we do. That's true. And, well, our, our listeners do too, and our listeners really yeah. like that. And I always, I always shy away from doing those episodes because it's so difficult for me to to describe these shapes on 
on audio. <laughs> and, and so, but for some reason, folks have really enjoyed those and really uh, connected with those. And so, you know, it's been, it's been positive, but it's something that I, I kind of, it's, it's on the lower part of my favorites list probably because I just right. have trouble, uh, you know, trouble with that. Um, yeah, obviously some of my favorite uh, things that we do are when we nerd out about specific tobaccos, right? We talk about that those pipe 101 episodes, tobacco reviews, um, man, those are, those are fun. Those are fun for me because I get to dive in. So, okay. All right. No, that's good. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting because there is one particular type of show that that I feel like we keep going back to in the sense that we keep talking about it, but you keep shooting it down. Lord have mercy. No, I'm not going to mention it. See, that's the thing. I feel like at this point, if I was to mention it, that's how you know this show is for like the dedicated listener. The 300th episode is is because I'm not even going to say what it is and you already know what it is. That's what that's what I'm talking about right there. Man. I just it, it it's so it it, it said show unsaid show yeah the show that shall not be said <laughs> that shall not be said yeah, is yeah. so <laughs> is so shameless and so self serving and and it, that's right so delicious. Do you even eat ribs? No. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 anyway, I, you know, I just, I, I don't know, Bo. It, it's uh, one of our listeners said, you know, it's like it'd be like jumping the shark. You know, Fon, the Fonzie's getting on his skis and he's gonna, yeah. he's gonna jump the sharks. And it's like, at and that then point, pulling the shark out and then gutting the shark and then slapping on some uh, sauce <laughs> and then throwing it on the ribs and then pairing up some tobacco with it. It'd so, be exactly so like some Tony Sacheries. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds amazing. You know, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see it in our future. All I, right. I, I just don't. Fair enough. Well, you know, we do. Have, I would. I would would be honored to i would love to to come to houston someday and get some delicious uh texas barbecue with you but yeah. um, but I, I don't see that in our future all right all right well there is some great things that are in our future man <laughs> um you know we've got uh, we've got some great shows coming up you know next week uh we've got a, a kind of a, a second episode from the chicago pipe show yeah and actually the long-awaited health episode that's been one that people have been asking who, for, for the longest time who would have thought but man that that worked out great so Doctor. So great. Yeah. 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 Lewis, who um, is a good friend of ours in the pipe community, listener for a long time. Uh, he's a fixture at the Chicago show. And um, it, it, I always look forward. He's him and Jeremy Feliciano, both. Uh, if you're in Briar Nation on on uh, friend face, you'll know those guys. But they they um, it, they're kind of my running buddies when I'm up there. And um, I'm their redneck friend that they let, you know, hang out with them just so I can feel like I'm important. And uh, but but Lewis, he, he happens to be a dental professional. He is a uh, uh, you know, a uh, endodontist, which I, I learned what that was. But um, anyway, has a lot of nice, good, th- good things, helpful things to say about pipe smoking and and dental oral health. And yeah. so, uh, so we'll talk about that next next week next and week. have a couple other of uh, small interviews as well. We also have uh, in the following weeks too, man. We've got a Squire Select that I'm really excited for. Not just because I'm always excited for Squire Select, right? But also because we'll actually be uh, debuting a song from Cody Dewint. De what? De, DeWint. Cody DeWint. Yeah, yeah. Club member. <laughs> so I got to meet Cody uh, when you I did. was in Chicago. That was great. Yep. He, he's got a song, man, a single called Me and the Whiskey, which he sent he sent it in just like, hey, you know, you thought you might like this. I'm listening to him. I'm like, oh my gosh, this this needs, we need to play this on it's the next stuff. Place. Like, It's fantastic. Yep. Uh, and so, so Cody shared some boodles with me when we were in, uh, in, in Chicago and got to, um, you know, hear some of his uh, musical stuff, learn about his story. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> and if you want music, your music played on this uh, podcast, 
podcast, just send in the boodles and uh, that's how it happens. <laughs> just kidding. I had no clue that he did that. But we, it's a fantastic song. Can't wait to share that. We've got a Heroes of the Bowl episode uh, dedicated to Tolkien. Uh, so we're actually going to be doing a Heroes of the Bowl on Tolkien. You know, there was a biopic that just recently released. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we thought this would be a good time to, to do that one. We are going to have a return of the Pipe Shop Fails episode. So Pipe Shop <laughs> Fails episode four. The, the, the material just keeps coming in. It just keeps coming Every in. Every single day. The funny thing is, I think we've done it <laughs> on an annual basis at this point, because uh, we, we do try to like, you know, we, we there's a tone there that obviously, as we discussed earlier, everybody loves... But I think part of the reason why everybody loves it is because we're not all the time like that. Yeah, so, I think that's probably that's probably it's right. special and it's coming. Uh, <laughs> man, pipe culture. We be, we're going to continue our pipe culture places episode with uh, a, a discussion on the porch. They're talking about the porch. Yeah, yep. which is going to be really, really great. In fact, go ahead and get your thoughts in on that. And then I'll go ahead and tease up as well. At, after we do the porch, we're also going to do a pipe culture episode coming down the line on uh, the pipe chair the smoking chair Yeah, your smoking chair as the pl- like as yeah. a place um as someone who has recently moved and have been trying to like furnish a new house and everything i wanted a chair that's that been was, a like, thoughtful a thing for you I was like, right. Man, this is this is a whole there's a whole smoking chair mindset and yeah. there's a lot of different varieties out there so yeah we'll be doing that one as well and then finally i know i'm probably the only one speaking of self-serving that cares about this <laughs> but we'll be doing a pirates and pipe tobacco episode on captain kid often uh displayed whenever you see him holding a clay pipe at so, uh, and also a very uh, great historic uh, privateer who was kind of betrayed by the New York government and potentially sent to death uh, when he shouldn't have been. Okay. But I mean, again, pirate. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> maybe it was, but we'll talk about that <laughs> in an upcoming episode as well. Uh, man, you know, with 300 episodes behind us, we'd be remiss if we did not mention, you know, put out some special thanks to some individuals, you know. All of y'all who have been listening, who've been tuning in, who've been uh, are able to, to show up, you know, the, y'all y'all are the reason why this show has happened, continues to happen, will continue to happen. It is because of you that we are here and doing this. And we just want to say to all of you, thank you so much yeah, because we couldn't absolutely. do it without you. Yeah. The other thing too is you know, and you know, throughout the history, there've been a lot of different individuals who've kind of you know stepped up and helped in some different ways. So we do want to kind of give a shout out to, uh, of course, Pylorns, um, you know, our iconic Gosh, pipe mic. That was Pylorns. Like we working with him to kind of figure out like what would be a good uh, rallying symbol for yeah. the podcast. James, of course, is um, a force within him of himself in the pipe community. He's a uh, has a you know different professional job, but he spends so much time in the pipe community. You would think he, Big time. Uh, he he actually in his own right is a licensed uh, tobacconist. Actually, a licensed tobacconist, which is uh, so impressive. But James is. Um, who goes by Pylorns on various forums and on, on Twitter um, has been such a, um, you know, just a, a help and encouragement to us and, uh, and just a dear friend. So, uh, and, and of course developed our, our beautiful logo, which we, which we love and people recognize all over. Do you remember, I mean, this is worth mentioning real quick. Do you remember our original logo, our original album art? Yeah. Do, yeah. do were any of y'all there for like the original album art? That's going way back. All right. So you I'm, took I'm that, seeing like, some nodding, your... but what do you think the original album art was? Okay, okay, okay. So, all right. So, there's been... So, we went through a couple of iterations. Yep. Uh, the one that we had for the longest time was... it was. I took a picture of, like, a pipe bowl that was kind of spilled over with tobacco coming out of it. So yeah. So, it was like a super zoomed in You picture. did that, like, in your backyard or something? Yeah, that sounds right. And yeah. then it had kind of some orange stripes on it and said Country Squire Radio. So, that, that was for the longest time before we switched to the pipe mic. What it right, was. But right. But for, like, 10 episodes... Like, the first 10 episodes, you had this image that you had taken. Somebody had done, like, this... Tolkien like leaf drawing 
and you had like spread out some of your token blended tobacco around it. Yeah. You remember what I'm talking about now? I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And when I tell you like this was a trash album art, like the font that we used is that chalk font (laughs) that not even kindergarten teachers would use. Like it was bad. It was so bad. I think Microsoft discontinued that font. I, I yeah. unfortunately no, but yes, yeah. I mean like it's, it's really bad. At least it so, wasn't Comic Sans. Yeah, I think, and I could be wrong here. Um, but when we re- when we released the first 100 episodes as a Patreon exclusive, yeah, uh, I think the album art is that old trash. <laughs> and if you go on our Facebook page and go back to the profile pictures, you'll see what I'm talking oh, that's about. So, so terrible. Worth yep. diving back there. Uh, Pylorn saved us and uh, and helping us. Come yeah. Up anyway, with the James, look. thank you, man, and and of course all your friends. In, uh, in the Austin area too. We also got to give a big shout out to, of course, Mark VV, always dedicated, always popping up. Um, and for a very a, <sighs> yeah. a, a while there, he was also doing, you know, running show notes for us and everything That's right. else. That's right. Uh, anytime that we've needed anything, any like he he's like coming up with ways he can help even before weekends. Mark, so. Mark, of course, um, lives just outside of New Orleans with uh, his beautiful wife and, and daughter. And they, um, they are such good friends and uh, we have no greater uh, supporter and, and listener and friend and uh, just dedicated enthusiast other than Mark, uh, Mark Van Vranken. And we're so thankful for you, Mark, too. We really are. And um, man, I'm just, I'm glad that my wife and, and myself have gotten to know you and your family. And um, man, it's just um, look forward to many, many years of, uh, of brotherhood. Yep. We also, you know, uh, about a year, actually it's been longer than that, hasn't it? A couple of years ago, we, we, we brought on an editor to help with, uh, the, the show. And so, uh, yeah. Mike, our editor who has done a, a fantastic job making sure that we yeah. sound professional despite ourselves is, yeah. uh, is it's is, a feat. <laughs> it, it is a feat. And, uh, you know, live listeners know Mike well, because we'll, we'll give shout outs like, Oh, cut that mic or something of that right. nature. Right. And, uh, and even Brian Levine, uh, who of course we also need to mention as That's well. That's right. Absolutely. It's kind of the, the pod or the, the, the pod father of the pipe pod father uh, <laughs> realm. Yep. Um, uh, you know, Brian also says, you like, whenever we're talking, or we're, we're planning like an event together or a show is like it's like yeah well you know i don't have a mic <laughs> you know, like, right exactly you know? right so like yeah we yeah, talk to mike you know he's, he's, he does great work yeah he, he's for hire he's, yeah he does fantastic work um but yeah gotta gotta make mention of course of brian levine who uh who did pop in i saw on the on the live chat hey brian how's it going hey brian yeah man i'm glad you joined us brother so we're just celebrating 300 we'll be looking for your 400th uh next week i think that's <laughs> that's about right um and then of course uh you know we, we've already mentioned but it is definitely worth mentioning again uh missouri Mearsham, we would not be able to do the podcast yeah uh, you guys y'all 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 took a chance on us y'all believed in us and, and saw the vision of what we were trying to do and uh it is really fueled us in a big way and so we, yeah. we want to thank y'all especially yeah uh and then of course man being the fact that we are here you know tonight we've got a, a great meetup that's going we're gonna on. meet up yeah we got to give a shout out to of course uh david weinberg who's actually sitting with us right he's now. here joining us right uh, now yep. and, and the viking pipe club out here in the in the st louis uh area as well uh, yep. we got a we got a fun uh a hangout which is really really great because um we wouldn't without you. So thank you for that. <laughs> I'm not going to say that somebody dropped the ball on that, but you know, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, for stepping up and helping in a big way. But Absolutely. again, all of y'all without y'all, there is no us. I, I, I do want to mention one other group of people that have honored, honored us tremendously. Yes. And, and actually David, David is, is one of these people as well, but these are the people that have driven hundreds and hundreds of miles and, and come literally from other continents yeah. to visit us in little sleepy Jackson, Mississippi. And, and, and it blows my mind. The pipe pilgrims uh, that developed at a very early stage 
and um, and have have carried on that keep going. And um, man, it, it, there is no greater honor uh, than the folks that have put down. Um, literally, you know, the, their time and money taking days off work, uh, hundreds of miles road trips with their friends, um, folks that have literally planned, you know, their their week long trip across the United States and in, included our dusty little hamlet <laughs> as, as a stop. And um, man, I, I am just um, I am honored by that. And, and, and there's no greater joy than than literally, you know, when when one of you guys walks in unannounced and and, and being able to, to put down what I've got to do that day to spend time with you um that is that is a real treat and and i want all the folks to that have done that to know uh just how much that means to us That's so good. yeah it, it's really special you know we got to tack on one one more group of people that honestly like probably deserve more praise than everybody put together our wives <laughs> <laughs> we love y'all christina and nina if not for y'all yeah your patience your understanding your patience your patience your grace get, long suffering getting getting text messages from my wife yesterday which was mother's day while you and i were chilling out drinking here in st louis right right uh hearing the horror stories back home that yeah love you babe yeah. thank you so much a- 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 absolutely <laughs> yep <laughs> uh, we're so we're so grateful uh for for their support man and um and and glad y'all have gotten to be you know part of uh part of my life as, as you know i've found a found my spouse and now got one on the way and um anyway you got a spouse on the way yeah yeah no absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) absolutely not nina's watching live i I, I, I hope so man but um anyway we're we're thankful for you too yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so of course uh you know we want to let you guys know by the way if you would like to support the show in a a big way a great way to do it is heading over to patreon.com slash country squire radio become a patron some great benefits to you we've actually had the chance you know hanging out together and everything talking about some fun new things coming that way to th- folks that are uh, supporting the show. So more on that in the future, but uh, become a club member. We, we love having y'all and, and we really, we really very greatly appreciate that. Uh, also, you can follow us throughout the week. You can follow us on the Twitters at the real Bo York is me. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire. And of course, all that and more can be found at country squire John David, man, 300 episodes this this is so special on so many different levels. Being here in uh, Missouri Mearsham, uh, getting a chance to to see kind of a, a, a history surrounding us, to be on the floor of history yeah, itself, absolutely of a, an industry that that helped shape the country is is incredible. You know, just being with you, man. I know it's been rough these last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, or before before I moved and everything, just being in a different location. And yeah, we're like you know, man it's you know can we do this and yeah we felt fairly confident we even you know people don't know this but we actually we 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 beta tested our podcast essentially yeah. and recorded a couple that some folks never even heard no that's right on different locations just to see if the chemistry was still there yeah and, uh yeah man it, it is it's stronger than ever it's and so I, good but i there's nothing like being in the same uh room with your with your goofy self it really is man <laughs> like likewise i just i want you to know i, I love you and and I'm, I'm i love hanging out with you man. likewise bo yeah you well, too brother hey Let's go have another 300. See you, buddy. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.